Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast, where our mission is to provide woodworking education for all levels and all types of woodworkers. To find out more about the Modern Woodworkers Association, visit us on the web at modernwoodworkersassociation.com or follow us on Twitter at MWA underscore national. Now to our host, Tom Iovino, Diami Palatki, and yours truly, Chris Adkins. Hello, everyone. That's Diami. I'm here with Jeremy Morgan of lifeonwallstreet.blogspot.com. Is that yeah? Is that your, your yep. website? Okay. And uh, Jeremy was out in the New York area for some business and was kind enough to stop by the shop, so we wanted to run through the five questions. So, uh, Jeremy, let me begin with how did you get into woodworking? Well, I, I grew up, you know, grew up in a house where my dad dad built our house and he was a wood carver so we had a small wood shop in the basement he always had plans to build furniture for the house but never really uh never really got around to it because he's busy with his wood carving but i had access to you know tools and grew up building you know building bird houses and whatnot and what kind of carving does your dad do he's a bird carver so he does real you know bird carvings in the last 10 years he's kind of gone more towards like the um, the craft like ornaments and back scratchers type of thing that okay. is just easier to sell oh so he, he sells his work yeah he makes. yeah no he, he does that as a business but for, for, for quite a long time he did you know life-size realistic bird sculptures you okay. know, that were you know they it's enjoyed a real art form to that yeah i mean so they're very d- incredibly detailed but also incredibly time consuming yeah. so he's I think, you know, ho- hopefully once he retires, he'll get back into that because it's, I still need to get him to carve me something now that I'm okay. not, not living at <laughs> home. But yeah, so yeah, I grew up building things. My grandfather, you know, always made, you know, he made bird feeders and stuff that he'd sell. And then I was lucky enough to actually have shop class in middle school. Oh, okay. I actually did have, you know, a wood shop, but one of the, one of the last few groups of students that still had that. Yeah, I, I had shop class in, in middle school, not... Not high school, but in middle school, and I, what I remember working in shop class was acrylic, which hasn't, hasn't helped me much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then didn't do, really didn't do much any woodworking, you know, at a co- you know through college until you know, first house was a townhome. It didn't didn't, need, didn't really need much work. Built it, you know, deck building deck, general stuff. And then we, recently, you know, four years ago, my wife and I moved to Colorado and bought a house that was built in 1901 okay so it's got plenty to plenty plenty to do yeah it's lots of character some of it's some some of it's even good (laughs) so the house projects got more involved you know started kind of building a you know actually the first project that really kind of pushed me in more of the woodworking direction was building a, a set of doors for our little Garage, which is now my shop. Okay. So I built a set of four by eight foot carriage doors. Okay. So that was, you know, I tend to see that kind of jump in. <laughs> so. Now, being out in Colorado, building doors for the shop, are they insulated doors? Do you climate control inside the shop? The the shop is heated um, somewhat. It's it's a it's an underground single car single bay garage that's really too small for a car. So okay. I have a good excuse for not putting a car in there. But the the doors, I, I did put some insulation on the panels, but it, it's south facing, and there's so much concrete around it that it doesn't take an awful lot. I do have a little, a little electric heater, but I don't have to run that too much to keep it. I'm assuming the garage being underground keeps 
that, oh, yeah. that's a great insulator on its own. Yeah, it. You know, I have a yeah small electric here, and I can keep it at fifty five okay. without without too, without going too low. All right. Well, um, to move on to the next question, what's your favorite tool? That's that's tough. Um, it can be today. I know yeah. it's, they're like children. It's hard to pick just one. The bandsaw definitely was one of the that was one of the pieces of stationary equipment that really I think opened up a lot of new possibilities for me. Yeah. You, know, you can do you know when I finally got a planer it was nice I could work with rough lumber but being able to cut curves and do all do a lot of the things you can do with a bandsaw is it's one of those tools that there's not a lot of you can do things that there's not a, not a lot of other good ways to do unless you do yeah, unless no you one. do them by hand and. I've we were talking about my bands earlier and I'm now very happy with the bands so I'm, I'm seeing it open things up in my work yeah. that I couldn't do before but before I used a jigsaw as a poor excuse and yeah. the jigsaw can do some things but there are things a bandsaw does that nothing else can do and yeah. uh, I, can, I can really see how that would open up your work yeah I mean my my shop is quite well, it's, like I said it's about the same size as yours and I, I have a small portable like benchtop contractors table saw also, yeah, there you know other people. My grandfather, you know, various shop teachers. But then with actual fine woodworking, I think the the whole online community has obviously been a huge influence because that's where pretty much all of my instruction, as it is, comes okay. from. Um, when I decided to make some make carriage doors, I started looking around online and kind of stumbled across, you know, Mark's site, Matt's site, and your site, all the different, that's, was kind of my introduction to all of that. And okay. It was, I think, partly that, and just the amount of information and sort of that community that's there that was part of what uh, got me so interested in it that, you know, went from a garage door, and then a window seat, and then some, you know, now built a few standalone furniture pieces. Okay. Are, are you building mostly for your own home, or are you build for relatives, or who, who's your who um, receives the pieces after so, they're built? I mean, so far, well, every everything I've built with, except last summer, I did build a bookcase for um, some or some friends of ours. Um, it's, she needed a book, you know, a, she needed to replace a. She had an old cheap bookcase that she wanted. It was in a hallway, and she couldn't find anything that was shallow enough. Okay. So she asked me to build one, which was great because. She wanted, you know, wanted to build it out of cherry, and we've got a. There's a great supplier in Denver that has just a lot of really nice, uns, old, unsteamed cherry. That's oh, that's just great. Gorgeous to work with, but it's you know, a little spendy. But she was yeah. willing to. Come <laughs> buy lumber on the island. You'll yeah. see spendy. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Um, what was your biggest stumbling block in uh, in learning to woodwork, and could you have avoided it? Mm. Oh, it's. It's an ongoing struggle, just kind of finding time is yeah. always, always a challenge. Building, you know, once I was able to turn the the old garage, which had pretty much just been storage okay. before I before I built the doors. Once kind of building those doors kind of allowed that shop to kind of be kind of a functional space. Was it your intention? You wanted to turn it into a shop, so you built the doors, or you needed doors. You built the doors, and in that, you realized you wanted it to be a shop. Well, I I wanted it to be a shop, but I built them more of the intention of it just being a shop for working on bikes and skis. Okay. Um, and you know, and have some place to have my have the tools set up for house projects. Mm -hmm. it, I didn't really go into that 
thinking that I was going to decide to build start building furniture, but it uh, kind of kind of evolved that way. But I think having being able to have that dedicated space, you know, it was started out as you know half of the half of the garage where the other half is still storage, and just having 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 a dedicated place to set up tools and go down and I can make a mess and I have to like deal with putting it away. The, the, the dedicated space is, is important. I, I give a lot of credit to the guys who go out and do the woodworking without a dedicated space, yeah. but it's that I can't imagine doing that. I mean, as tiny as, as our spaces are, yeah. there there are spaces, you know. There, so. and, but part, you know, partly because of the limited space and, and I've, I've found that being, um, disciplined about trying to plan out a project and just you know have like this is what i need to do and so i can you know have those tools out mm-hmm. has definitely been very helpful and working in working in like little chunks of time here and there you know keep keeping a keeping a running list of the tasks that i need to complete and so that i can based on how much time i have i can kind of choose what i'm going to do when i get out okay. if i get out of the shop i have two hours i can do something that i can actually accomplish yeah. do you have to walk outside to get into your shop yeah so it's down you know i go out and walk down the street and walk in go yeah. into the door does that limit your ability to go out there and in bed weather or do you just suck it up and you walk out in the snow i just put it? on a jacket and walk out there it's not too bad it's you know it's kind of nice it's quiet down there i can be mm-hmm. as loud as i want there's there's a lot of value in that yeah it's not connected to the house and it's not next to the neighbor's house so it's yeah. i mean i can if i want to go out and work at two in the morning i could although i'm not not much of a late night i anymore. i tend to run in this shop late into the night but uh, up until a couple years ago if it was nice I would work out in the driveway up until late at night and I yeah. finally had an exchange with a neighbor at, at yeah. 1130 at night um, yeah. so the fact that it's quiet I can appreciate there's, there's a lot of value to that yeah alright last question how has the internet influenced your work well again the a lot of the I'd say most of my, most of the biggest influences on my you know furniture woodworking the furniture side of my woodworking you know are you know that I've you know, come across on various websites and you know, the Twitter community. And do you have a woodworking community in um, in the Greater Denver area that you know of? I I believe there is a I believe there is a guild, and I you know I, I know there's a, I think it's there's a guild that meets at one of the local Rockler stores, but it's not something that I've you know okay. really I haven't gone out of my way to get down there, but it's you know it's kind of out of my you know an hour. You know, forty five minutes or an hour from my okay, house, that, down to the city, hike. so it's not not particularly convenient. So, do they do an annual show? Do you know? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, I know some of the, I think some of the woodwork or the woodworking show, I believe, does come through Denver. But right, I, right. I haven't but yet made it down. I was that. thinking of um, we have a local group, Long Island Woodworkers, and yeah. I'm technically a member. I've never been to an actual meeting. Um, they meet at night on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, yeah. and between my nighttime work commitments and my kids and my nighttime kids' commitments, it's it's impossible. And frankly, often it coincides with the podcast, so it, yeah. I've never made it down. But every October, November, they do a show, and it's all the members just yeah. show their pieces. It's in, it's on a on a county park ground in this mm-hmm. nice old barn, and people just come in and look at the furniture. And it's just that one event is a great thing to to meet other other woodworkers and. And showcase it. So I was wondering if they had something like that. That might be a good yeah. introduction to it. Because even if you don't go to the meetings, maybe you meet a handful of people who live closer to you than an hour and a half away. Yeah, that I mean, that's definitely something worth looking into. Because I wouldn't be surprised. I know 
one of the one of the lumber suppliers that I go to, they had they re, this I guess this past fall had a show oh. from the the local community one of the local community colleges because okay. we which is actually a, a resource that at some point I hope to take some classes because they um, the Red Rocks Community College there which is in the not in the county I live in but the where I work okay um, they've got a pretty well well-known woodworking program that's great unfortunately so, the, the community colleges here have nothing i, I yeah. constantly look so that's that's fantastic particularly and i think i think if i was going to take a class i'd probably you know take a class in turning or something that turning or marquetry or something that i don't have any experience with or any tools it'd be kind of nice because it's you know they, they actually have weekend and evening classes too, okay so. so you can do it around work yeah so that that's definitely that's definitely something that's on my list is to and that would probably I think that would I suspect that would be a good way to kind of meet some other people mm. as well. Yeah, and I don't want to dissuade you from meeting other internet woodworkers because oh, yeah. they're, they're a great group. Yeah. But um, every once in a while, it's nice to actually actually meet somebody. Oh, in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, and it's def- that's definitely <laughs> definitely an interesting part of the hobby that I you know not really having other people that I that I associate you know most of you know. Pretty much all of the you know our group of friends it's all mostly all skiing or biking okay so okay. Which, those are your other uh, yeah hobbies? so that's where you know during, yep. the, during the winter you know sometimes the woodwork you know depending on the snow conditions the woodworking <laughs> sometimes I, wh- where you are i can only imagine that the snow conditions are often pretty damn good yeah they can be good this year this year started out good and it's been pretty dry of course now that i'm back east there's you know a couple feet of <laughs> a couple feet of snow so might have to take monday off when i go back well, you work today, so. Yeah. All right, Jeremy. Well, thank you very much. Um, before we go, could you tell people where they can find find you online, where they can follow you? Oh, I have a blog. It's Life on Wall Street. You know, it's Wall St. Uh, blogspot, and I am on Twitter, which is J underscore Dollar underscore Sign, and I'm on Instagram too. I don't remember what my name is. Okay. Do you have links to your other social profiles on the blog? Can people uh, find out about you there? Possibly. Okay. If I don't, I should. I'll try to put some of those links in this post when I post yeah. so people can find out more about you. But I know we've chatted online many yeah. times, and you're well worth following. So thank you very much for, uh, for answering the questions. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you.